What's good, good people? Vets, let's talk. We got a special guest in front of the formation today. Staff Sergeant Oscar Zapata, man. Before we get started, I'd like you guys to click that like, share, and subscribe. HBO special, man. Don't take nothing. Help a brother out, man. How you doing today, my brother? It's going, it's going. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You looking about 25 years old over there. You looking good, man. I need right. some of that, that, that water you drinking over there. <laughs> I try. I try to maintain, bro. I try, you know? Yeah. Try to work out every day. Hey, you got to keep that going. That's a must. That's a must. Definitely. How the family doing, brother? Uh, family's doing good, you know? Kids are getting bigger. Uh, you know, they require a lot more attention, <laughs> you know? But, hey, they're there, man. That's cool, man. Let's jump right into these questions, man. Do you remember where you were during 9-11? Actually, I do. I remember uh, getting home from school, you know, um, everybody was, you know, that was a big talk, big topic, you know, got home from school. My mom had the news on. We were all sitting in the living room, actually, um, watching, you know, the news. And obviously every channel was showing, you know, exactly what happened. And uh, I remember, you know, when that happened, I was just like, man, you know, I think I had about a year left. Of, you know, till I graduated. And um, even, but the funny thing is prior to 9-11, I always wanted to join the military. You know, I already had that, you know, I'm going to join, I'm going to join, I'm going to join. Um, as a matter of fact, I wanted to join the Marines initially, you know, that was the plan. Um, so when I seen the whole 9-11, that just motivated me even more to, you know, I just couldn't wait to get out of school so I can actually enlist and, and you know, go serve our country. Man, that's good stuff, bro. Not it's not too many people that want to do it, but you did it during a time of war. A lot of people get get in the military and say, "Ah, you know, just a thing." But doing it during a time of war, I consider it an act of patriot, being a patriot, a man of his country, man of his heart. So I appreciate you for that, my brother. I really appreciate you for that. Thank you. So. Let's jump into this first question. Tell us a little bit about who you are and your job in the military. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, uh, my name is Oscar Zepeda. I'm a retired staff sergeant from uh, the U.S. Army. I was in the uh, Special Operations Command, uh, 2nd Ranger Battalion, for exactly uh, 10 years. Um, what was the question? Did I join the military? What? Sorry. Yeah. What, tell us a little bit about who you are and your job in the military. Yeah. So my job in the military, you know, I've had multiple jobs, obviously when you, uh, when you enlist initially, you're not, you don't go straight to, to what you do. You know, I started at AT, which is a uh, anti-terror. Uh, that's when I got to the Rangers, obviously uh, my job was infantry um, from there, you know, obviously uh, AT stands for anti-terror, which is uh, pretty much a small group of guys, a small element. You deal with rocket propelled grenades, you know, you pretty much, take out tanks and whatnot, you know, if, if the occasion were to ask for it. However, you know, upon, you know, completion of Ranger school and, and moving on up in the ranks, you know, I took other jobs as far as, you know, being a team leader in the line squad, you know, assaulting uh, buildings. And, um, you know, I was also a sniper for three years, conducted, I did three deployments as a sniper, you know, went back to the line to kick indoors and, um, you know, back to assaulting. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much my job was to kick indoors and, uh, take out the bad guys, you know, either capture them, you know, dead or alive, whatever, and exploit them and hopefully get, you know, 
more targets based off of intel that either these people give us or you know just put them behind bars for for crimes that they shouldn't be committing you know or that they did commit to begin with so right right were you diagnosed with anything after the military or during the military uh after the military yes um i remember you know after my incident overseas um I came back and I was diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, you know, and uh, yeah, even before they diagnosed it, I had already diagnosed myself. I knew something was messed up from the beginning. You know, once I got, you know, I got blown up in Afghanistan on my ninth deployment, you know, by a Taliban commander. And um, I remember when I woke up in Germany, I knew I was no longer the same individual that I used to be. You know, like I knew that I was broken. I knew that I was very emotional. I was uh, sad, depressed. Um, I had anxiety right off the bat. You know, um, I think part of it was because I couldn't move the right side of my body. You know, I couldn't move my hand, my leg. Um, I couldn't do self-care, you know, and, and what would get me the emotional part was that, you know, you got this guy that's physically fit, you know, that has conducted you know, hundreds of, of missions, operations overseas, you know, in a special operations unit. So part of your job is that you have to be physically and mentally fit. Now, you, you know, let's fast forward it to the day I got blown up to where I'm at right now, you know, now, you know, not right now physically, but now as in the sense of after my injury, uh, um, you know, I couldn't even wipe my ass. I couldn't even self-care. I couldn't even dress myself you know i was 100 percent dependent on somebody else to help me do my activities of daily living you know so that right there itself man it, it got me you know it would it broke me completely broke me wow wow so at, at what point did you think you needed help um you know so at first you know you're always taught and i wouldn't say always taught but you know seeking help you know a lot of people until this day, you know, they think that seeking help is, it's a sign of weakness. It, it, it's, uh, you know, people don't want to admit that there's, there's something going on within ourselves. But me personally, you know, I went to alcohol, 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 and I started drinking heavily, heavily, heavily. Well, I remember back in 2018 was when I realized, you know, something was up, you know, I had a, a breakdown, uh, emotional, nervous breakdown, and I, I couldn't control it. I, I, I was drawing, I was crying hysterically. I had no clue what was taking over my body, which to the point that I had zero control over it, you know? And honestly, like I wanted to kill myself. Um, I had a knife that was just given to me by a fellow ranger as a gift for my birthday. And I had it in my drawer. I remember I, I kicked out my whole family from a room. I told them to get out, leave me alone. And I was going to slip my wrist, bro. You know, honestly, I, I couldn't understand what the hell was going on psychologically. But at that point, it was at that point that I knew I needed help, you know, and I needed help like immediately. So one of my buddies came and literally they got me and they, they took me to Loma Linda, the, the VA at their psychiatric ward. And that's where they put me. You know, they put me in there, they detox me, they, they helped me out and, you know, they put me on medication and, you know, I think I was there for about 10 days to two weeks and, you know, I came out, you know, different, you know, but that episode didn't end my life, you know, 
right. what I was going through. That's when I realized that there had been a breach in my head and I no longer was normal as people say, you know? Yeah. I kind of get that a little bit. People, somebody asked me, what does normal look like? I just look at them and shake my head, but <laughs> cause it's, it's different. Vets are different. Civilians look at us in a certain way that, and even, even some veterans, if I got through it, why couldn't you get through it? And a lot of people. No, don't I agree. It. Even nowadays, they tell me like, hey, you're not normal. And I'm like, I am normal. You know, I am normal. But they we just see a different a, a different spectrum, you know, because we've been in their shoes. Then you go into the military, you're exposed to other stuff. I tell them like this, you know, I used to be like you. I could still think like you. But then I'm also aware of what's happened in the past, you know, or what I've seen. So it's like a. I get to pick and choose what side I want to be on type of, you know, I mean, I don't know if it makes sense, but yeah, it makes sense. People it sometimes don't understand. Either that or they just try to come up with something to make it seem like they're the same as you. Yeah. We all deal with things different. A lot of people just trying to own up to something that's tougher or a little bit better or the same level. So are you seeing any, um, any groups or, or, or are you seeing a counselor at the moment? I do. I'm very involved with the VA. Um, I'm doing their IOP program and it's three days a week, you know, from nine to 10 a.m. Uh, you, you talk about, you know, triggers, uh, coping mechanisms, um, you know, anything that can, you know, either lead you to falling back to either alcohol or, you know, if you're dealing with PTSD, you know, some people, some people deal with it in different ways, you know, but there's also things you can do to to not keep you in that in that little in that bubble you know what i'm saying you no know, some people like me personally i go work out i work out i work out i work out i also take medication you know when the anxiety kicks in when the ptd ptsd kicks in when i just feel like you know like everything's coming coming at me um i'll take my medication you know and, and it works you know it, medication definitely works i do that i also do aa and then i got church church is definitely help me out you know so um yeah i do do those programs they do help out you know and you're only going to get out of them whatever you put into them bottom line you know this is true this is this is the work that self has to put in it's always a mirror you can't really you know even though these things happen they happen to you it's, it's a part of your life not to say things will ever go away but at the same time you put things in place to to minimize what's going on in your mind as far as working out, getting out that extra stress. Cause you know, being an individual, you were a ranger, you was in, you, you know, steady go always, yep. always active, Absolutely. always alert. So you got to get out some of that energy. Cause for me, it's, it's the gym too. Like I go in the gym. Only person that can fail me is me in the gym It's me. And what, a, what I, what I have to conquer and complete for that day. So I'm going to go in there and just, destroy it either feel like i'm about to throw up or pass out one of the two you know wow, especially especially being in, 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 in yeah i, I kind of <laughs> go at it pretty hard but i have to just kind of beat myself up because if i don't it's other things that take place and other people are in the way which i have a family you know having a family especially an eight-year-old boy yep. you know he watches everything i do so, you know, it's it's the gym and I always have to have a positive mind. 
Always. I'm always talking positive and people, it gets on a lot of people's nerves, but that's okay. But that, that's good though. That That's good. That's something good to practice, you know, because I, I don't have that. Everything that comes out of my mouth is negative, you know? So it takes time getting to that point. It takes a lot of, a lot of hurt from other people as far as like what I do and what I, what I've actually done. Like I have to change me because I see how I speak and the person that I've become is hurting other people. Like, you know, my wife, you know, family members seeing you a certain type of way and you just, so you, you got all these accomplishments and you just, just get to thinking about yourself so negatively. Do you have, what well, like what coping mechanisms outside of the gym? If you're not in the gym, like what, what else do you have to just kind of keep you in place? I, I honestly, and I'll be completely honest with you. I try to stay as busy as I possibly can there is a I'll find stuff to do if I have to you know even if I'm not at the gym you know I'm here at the barbershop you know I'm cutting hair um that's also very therapeutic to me you know when I'm you know cutting somebody's hair man it, you know it, it takes about 30 to 40 minutes a haircut you know and it's like it, it's 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 therapy man you know yeah. you're trying to make a fade you're, you're you're changing guards you know you're doing comb over you know clipper this and that you know shears you name it you know, so it's it's um that's very therapeutic. You know, if I'm not here, you know, I'm either trying to do something physical, a hike, I go ride my bicycle, you know, anything like that, you know. But uh yeah, you know, boredom creates bad habits, and that's exactly what I try not to do. You know, <laughs> the devil's yeah. playground. That's it. That's yeah. it. Hey, uh, that brings me to this topic, bro. What gave you the motivation for your uh barbershop, bro? You think hey, you think you could do something with this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I could probably add to it, you know, some glue and, and strap on a wig up in there. But <laughs> nah, nah, the barbershop, man, this is something that I've wanted to do since I was a kid, honestly. Um, you know, um, my mom used to sell, you know, a lot of people might not know what it is, but, you know, nowadays what Mary Kay is, you know, there was Avon. She used to sell something named uh, Finger Hut. And she sold enough things you know to clients that she won uh, a set of clippers and with those clippers you know I think I was about 13 years old I remember you know we would cut our own hair at home and you know I would cut my buddy's hair my neighbor's hair and um, you know it was a, a hack job but you know the the seed was planted you know it was there and then obviously once I got to high school you know I got a little bit better at it you know I got a better set of clippers you know, started, you know, me and my buddy started doing that. Well, you know, when I was overseas, you know, when I was in the army over in the barracks, I would cut hair because I already had the, you know, the basic fundamentals of, you know, how to do a fade, how to do this. Then overseas, I would cut hair. So I started doing that. Um, after all that, you know, I got out of the military. I would still cut my own hair, cut my kids hair. COVID hit. Once COVID hit, um, Somebody see me with the fresh haircut, you know, given that every barbershop was closed, everything was closed. So somebody asked me like, hey, where did you get your haircut at? Because, you know, I can't get a haircut. And I was like, bro, I cut my own hair. So he's like, can you cut my hair? I was like, absolutely. So I gave him a haircut, you know, and this was a member from church. So other members seen him like who cut your hair? Oh, brother Oscar. So long story short, everybody started hitting me up for haircuts. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a mobile barber. So I started doing that during the whole COVID. 
And then after I had enough clientele and I just, you know, I saved up enough money. I was like, you know what? Now I'm going to do exactly what I said 17 years ago that I wanted a barbershop. Now as a man, I can actually do it. So I, you know, I started looking for a location. I found a location, you know, I got the lease and here we go. You know, I started my own barbershop and, you know, it's called double up. Pretty much it's, you, you invest and you double your money or, you know, triple or whatever you want to just double it up, you know, and I got that from Nipsey Hustle, you know, and uh, here I am man, at a barbershop and it's called double up and I love it. You know, I love what I do. It's my passion. And at the same time, like I said, it's therapeutic and it, it's man, it's such a blessing to have this place, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> That's outstanding, bro. Hey, man, y'all better double up, man. Where you located at, bro? I want. I'm a double up one day. Yeah, we're in. Uh, <laughs> we're in the LA County. You know, on the outskirts of LA, uh, technically in the San Fernando Valley. Um, yeah, man. If you're ever in the area or anybody that's listening to your podcast, man, you guys come out here. I'll hook it up. You know. Appreciate that, man. He he looking fresh over there. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I try. I try to keep a haircut, man. Every uh, like every four days, I'll get a, a fresh cut. Yeah. Wow. Hey, do you do closing out, man? Do you have something motivational to say to the people? I do. I mean, I want to tell people, you know, not only people. Well, yeah, people too, veterans as well. You know, a lot of us, you know, because there's people out there with with a lot of disabilities. You know, whether it's 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 a physic something you can see physically, or it could be internally, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, whatever it is. You know, a lot of people think that there's that's it that's the end of the road that you know my life is done you know oh i'm gonna settle for this no that's the wrong answer you know like there's resources there's a lot of stuff out there you know whether you know if you go on the internet and just look up you know your symptoms whatever you're feeling you know like it's not the end of the world you know me personally i thought i would never be able to walk again i thought i would never be able to use my right arm again and look at me i work out i can do anything you know but stay positive. You know, there, there's always an answer to something. There's always a solution to something, you know, it, it's just, everything's there. You just got to go out and get it, you know, go out and get it, you know, exploit your resources, exploit what's out there, you know, don't give up, you know, the light is, you know, brighter at the end of the tunnel, you know, sometimes you have to go through all this to prepare you for what's in store for you on the other end, you know, and, you know, just, Whoever's watching this, just don't give up. You know, if you look at my story, I wasn't supposed to walk. I wasn't supposed to be doing this. Technically, I should be sitting on my butt, on bed rest, at home, just accepting life for what was thrown at me. But no, that's not what I said. I said, I'm going to get off my ass and I'm going to be proactive, productive, and do something positive with myself. I'm going to turn whatever was, was thrown against me into something positive, you know? And that's what I've done. And that's what motivates me. And it keeps me going. Honestly, it keeps me going. I don't stop. And I'm not going to stop because I'm only scratching the surface of what my full potential can possibly be. You know? Man. That's amazing, bro. Thank you. Hey, thank you. I thank you. Thank you for <laughs> jumping on here with me, man. I really, <laughs> thank you for having me. This really, it really means a lot for me to, like, I've kind of scaled back a little bit because I have to kind of chase people down. You know, on the leadership part, because I was doing those too. A lot of people in the military are afraid of doing interviews of the, the uh, on leadership because they're afraid of what's going to happen to them. And I understand. Yeah. But you know, you kind of get kind of drank from, "Hey, you want to you want to you get 
I, so many no's, you do get yes, but you know, I'm gonna keep pushing and keep doing my thing. Just like he said, just keep going, yeah. regardless. Yeah, of you keep going. How you feel and how things look, just just keep going. Just keep going. Hey man, I want to yeah. leave you guys with a quote: Healing does not mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls our lives, man. Hey, man, once again, thank you for serving, bro. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your Appreciate continuous you. service. Not no, no, no matter if you don't see it. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Like, I really do mean that. You served your country, man. And you're, you're owed so much because you've almost, you almost lost your life. Yep. Like, it means so much to me for me to sit down and just talk to veterans. Hey, people, if you out there, you're not alone with what you do and what you deal with. Always move with a steady mind, steady conscience. Do not move with your feelings. Feelings always leads to bad place. Be tactful about things. Sit back, take control. Get a moment. Give yourself a moment whenever you feel yourself being triggered by something or someone. It's usually people. You know those dirty, I call them dirty words. No. <laughs> <laughs> I call them dirty words. But when you feel yourself getting amped up based on something that you cannot really control, just take a moment to yourself and, and tell people, hey, I just need a minute. And they have to understand that. You know, if it's an individual in your life that's not willing and able to give you that minute, they're not fully understanding you or who you are and what took place with you. Hey, man, Vest, let's talk. Who's up next for formation? <laughs>